0: Let's open our Bibles this morning and see what the Lord may be going to speak to our hearts. Uh, Had a wonderful time in all the services today. It's just been really, really good. And as we get into this, this one... Uh, Because I'm getting older, then I can tell a little bit of tiredness, Bill, because of the energy of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can do so much more than I can all the time. And so, but but I admire these kids because they don't seem to lose that energy, man. They just go service after service, and and they can just do it. I'm so thankful. Let's give another hand for our children, could you? I just love them because at a time at a time when it looked like the children were going to get the, the worst blunt of this pandemic because they were separated. They couldn't be in school. They couldn't be with their friends. They couldn't be in sports. They couldn't be in any of those things. And our hearts were just really crying out because we felt like... The children, and then secondly, after that, the youth, we're going to be the greatest sufferers. But I tell you, we've just watched God. And the Lord has just been, I tell you, on Wednesday night, they just in this parking lot, keeping their distance, but having such fun and such wonderful times together. Man, I'm just so thankful. I'm just thankful to the Lord that through every situation, He provides. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever circumstance you're facing, Lord provides through every one of those he always makes the way of escape and so we all we have to do then whatever we're facing whatever we're going through we've just got to look and find the way that God has prepared to go through that uh, in your Bibles this morning you want to turn with me to the book of Acts uh, chapter 2 and we're going to refer back to chapter 1 uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Man, I tell you what, I just love talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you're Spirit-filled here today, and if you believe in, in if you're a charismatic, if you're a Pentecostal, if you believe in what the Bible teaches in the area of the power of the Holy Spirit, man, you love to talk about the Holy Spirit too. Because we found out that the Holy Spirit's always talking about Jesus. Holy Spirit's always telling us wonderful things about Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit doesn't talk about Himself self much but where, that's where we come in as a believer we have an opportunity to step up and to help reveal this third person of the Trinity to a world that really hasn't really heard of him and they were able to reveal and how many of you you can say the Holy Spirit your best friend I mean go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap you know the Holy Spirit is <clears throat> because as the, the truth of the matter God the Father is seated in heaven The truth of the matter, Jesus Christ is seated on the right hand of the Father. But we have the Holy Spirit here with us. (laughs) Because when Jesus went back, He sent this wonderful, wonderful part of the Trinity that reveals the whole face of God to us that is so wonderful that understands our deepest weaknesses but He has strength to make up for any weakness we have and the, and He has just come and He has just manifested Himself so, so we love to talk about the Holy Spirit now uh, it's, when we read the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke and John you know it's, it's kind of like man you read them you love them you get excited about them but you also get convicted because it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that we find our true doctrine. Lane and I always say, you can tell the red, the red's always your doctrine. what do you believe. If you ever question what you believe, see read the red. <laughs> because in the red in the Bible are the words of Jesus that literally become what we believe. And so, and, but the book, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are sharing Jesus' direction into our life. But why He tells us to do such a astounding things man he, he's telling us things like that that we're to go and to preach to all the world Amen. he's telling us things like we're to, we're to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover we're to, we're to cast out devils and man he, it's, it's things that I literally shrink back from and say uh, God I understand that's what you want me to do but, but how can I do that <laughs> because that's not me It's not within me, let's say, not within me to be able to do the great things God tells me to do throughout the Gospels of Jesus. I mean, he says, these signs are going to follow those that believe. Wow, in such outstanding signs, how could I possibly hope to do what Jesus tells me to do? But right following the Gospels... God so wonderfully in His majestic wisdom sandwiched the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is my book. <laughs> now the, the Gospels, that's Jesus' book. Man, He's telling about how to live the life of God. But all of a sudden we come into the book of Acts and that's my book because I find that's where the weak people are talked about. But it's not where they remain weak. It's where the weak becomes strong. And while those that couldn't do, they began to do. And those that couldn't manage, they began to manage. And those that could not be raised up, they began to raise up. And, And it starts off by telling us that we can't. And that's why it says, and you shall receive power. God knew that we were powerless. God knew that I couldn't do it man I could not be the witness he wanted me I could not lay my hands I could not cast out devils if it's left up to me I'm running from devils you know but he said you will cast them out and so in the book of Acts it tells us how to gain power to do what Jesus said I don't know about you but I read the gospels and I fall in love with Jesus man I fall in love with Jesus I fall in love with his life. I fall in love with the way he lives. I fall in love with the way he acts. I, I, I fall in love with the way he thinks. I fall in love with the way that he loves his own people and cares about people. But then the book of Acts tells me that I too can begin to live a life like Jesus. Now, there's a secret in it, and that's what the book of Acts is full of, isn't it? It's the doorway to the supernatural. It's the doorway to the miraculous. It's, the, it, it's like here I am. I see Jesus was able to do all of this miraculous move, all these miraculous things, but all of a sudden I look at myself and say, God, I'm unable. And then the book of Acts, he tells me, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Acts chapter 1, verse 7. He said, and you will see power. That's my answer, isn't it, Lord? that's my answer that's it that's what you're telling me I'm powerless I can't do what you told me to do but there is a way that you have provided for me to do it (laughs) that that you have told me that I will become powerful I don't know about you see some of you feel like man you got all the gusto life you give you feel like you got it made but I'm telling you what I didn't feel that way I knew I was weak And so I knew I needed a source of power. How many others have found that same thing about yourself? Amen. Uh, You just needed a source of power. And so we found that source of powers by the book of Acts, and the book of Acts tells us how to do it. It tells us, man, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's where we're reading there in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, And you shall, and it shall come to pass, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Now I want you to notice what he said. He will pour it. Now during this series that we're on, we're talking about, We're we're talking about uh, things about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Literally, we're we're, we're discussing uh, traits of the Holy Spirit and and building my desire for more and then also letting me know uh, what I can expect as the Holy Spirit is coming upon me. Well, right there, Larry, we first find out there's a power source, isn't it? So I said, and you shall receive power after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So we know right away that it's a power. I love when I think about the power because I realize that the word power has two different renderings in the Bible. Uh, one, rend- one rendering is exousia. It's a, it's a Greek word, exousia. It means authority. That God gives me authority to make a stand against the devil. And God gives me authority to believe God. And God gives me authority. So praise God. And so, right away, I can realize that the Holy Spirit, that's one thing that the Holy Spirit is doing in each of our lives. He's building that authority. That's why you hate being run over by the devil. (laughs) Because you know that God's given you authority over the devil, that you don't have to be run over, tracked down, defeated, and depressed. There is a power that is able to come through us that's able to make a stand against the devil. Wow! and that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says in the book of Acts. It closes out with that, saying that was why Jesus came, was to destroy the works of the devil. Then all of a sudden, if I take the first part of the book of Acts, it tells me how to get that power. The last part of the book of Acts tells me what I'm really doing. I'm destroying the devil. Then I can become a devil destroyer too for the glory of God. Now, I don't know about you, but the devil attacks each of our lives. I mean, that's what he does. He hates us, but what he does, he hates Jesus that's in us. And so he is there to try to destroy our testimony. But God has given us this authority. So, so I mean, it's not any accident. So you begin to look for that. As the Holy Spirit is coming upon you, there's going to be this... Well. Bless God, I don't have to take this anymore. (laughs) Bless God, I don't have to lay down and let the devil do this to me anymore. I don't have to be run over by the devil. I don't have to allow this sickness. Janet, I believe that's what's in you, Janet. I don't have to allow this sickness to take my life. I don't have to allow that. I don't have to allow the devil to bring that destruction. And so that authority, then right behind that is that other word, that we get for authority and it's that word dunamis and it's the word power it's, it's the it's the where we get the word dynamite of course but it's it's that we have the power to stand and do that authority because having authority is, is one thing but then having the power to back up that authority is totally something else and so the holy spirit provides that not only does he give me the gumption the strength the grace the power to stand up and say no to the devil he also gives me once I stand up and make a stand for God in my life he also gives me the power to carry that out and do what I can't do and that's to stop the hand of the enemy amen now the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, "I will pour." Want you quickly think about this. The Bible said, "I'll pour." That's what it says. He said, "I will pour upon you the Spirit," and the Bible says it becomes a doorway, a miraculous doorway. It says, "Your sons and daughters will prophesy." Comes a dream, but but it's so much more that the Holy Spirit opens the door too, because that's just the beginning. As you know, in the original, there was not verses and chapters, so it's one continual reading. So, as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then then you also have the power as Philip, (laughs) and you also have the power as Peter, and and you also have the power to do, do all the other acts that's listed there because they all become, once the miraculous doorway is open, then God opens your life to the supernatural power of God. The thing about it is the Holy Spirit is in us. But He's there to reveal to us Himself or that we will recognize Him. In every situation in life, I still have opportunity and so do you. You can deal with life as a mere person. You know, a lot of times people point at us and they call us crazy but you know what I'd rather be crazy and be happy I'd rather be crazy and a lot of times they'll point at us and they will say you know you're just crazy <laughs> but we have this opportunity as a believer see we can live life as the normal world or we can choose to let that doorway to the miraculous be our way of life and by doing that it gives us another way of thinking another way of believing another way of trusting. Now, I don't know about you but, but I was raised in a family of worry warts. Anybody ever been raised up in a family like that? So it's pretty easy for me to worry. But every time I do there's also another door offered to me. And it's the door of the supernatural power of God. And that door opens to me and I have a choice. Am I going to live life naturally or am I going to live life through a greater means that God has given me to deal with life. I don't know about you, but I made that decision. Now, every time that I, op- that I don't open that door, every time that I don't allow the Holy Spirit to come in, strengthen me, help me, undergird me, power me, give me a miraculous answer, every time I don't, that's not what I want. This over here is what I'm working to attend to. I want to attain to this place where I can trust God no, no matter what happens. No matter what the devil would try to throw. No matter what battles that God would send me in to fight. No, no matter how discouraged the enemy would try to make us, I want to deal with it in another way. I want to deal with it through, through this miraculous door of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that God offers me in every situation I face. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I have allowed what He gives me to empower me. Other times I've been completely ashamed of myself when I was offered such a valuable, powerful door and I chose not to see because in this story he said I will pour literally God pouring he said I'll pour dew upon you dew is one of the major symbols of the Holy Spirit it talks about there is a freshness that when the temperature gets right and the atmosphere gets right dew will begin to form in the book of Psalms it it says it says this mighty dew where the blessings of God come what that means is God wants to keep a freshness in my life I wasn't to grow stale. I wasn't to become like stale bread in the, I, I was not that was not God's intention. It was not God's plan that I would grow discouraged and despondent with the life that He had called me to. It was God's will that I would challenge the enemy every way he tried to stand in the way of God's plan in my life. But because, but, but because and the Lord says I will the Holy Spirit, the one of the greatest symbols, I'll be due to you, I'll be a freshness. So anytime that I will be I was somebody way charge up like I did here this morning in the midst as I followed Stephen in worship and praise and as followed the kids as I worshiped and prayed all of a sudden my atmosphere changed and not only did my atmosphere change but my temperature changed honey and and things began to change inside me and all of a sudden the dew everybody say the dew the dew of the Holy Spirit the freshness of God just to back. but not only is he pouring dew he's also pouring rain. Uh, rain talks of the seasonal blessings of God. You know, some people, they, they don't understand the workings of God. They don't understand there is a time that you plant, and there is a time that you wait for that harvest, and there is a time then for that harvest to come to pass. What most people do, because we live in a wrong type of society, we, we, we plant, and then we want to reap, and we get discouraged because God didn't come through today, He didn't come through last week, and I get discouraged, but we forget the process of God that he is as rain the Bible says and as rain is a seasonal blessing in fact the Bible says the early rain and the latter rain the early rain means that in which allows the seed to go into the ground and then allows that seed to come alive and that, that latter rain is that would burst forth the harvest in each of our lives and, and causes what we believe God for her to come forth and the Bible says the Holy Spirit will be faithful to us that if we will be willing to wait there's a waiting period in in between the early rain and the latter rain. Now I forget that because the blessings of God are the rain of God makes things seasonal in my life. So whether I'm in a time of planning and all I can see, God, it just seems like I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. I'm just helping people. I'm just helping people. I am just feel like I'm getting to be a dish rag. I am just feel like I'm on the floor and people's using me, but I fail to remember I'm in a planning season. And if I I will be faithful in my planting season. It won't be long until there will become a latter rain of the Holy Spirit. There will be a time when that that I've planted will burst forth as a harvest. So, people, we fail to wait. That's why the Bible uses that word "endure" and words like "faint not." You know, if I faint not, so. So not only is it rain, but the Bible says it's just simply water. He says it like this. He says, I'll pour water on you that are thirsty. And I want to ask you, is any of you thirsty today? Is anybody thirsty? Says, I'll, I'll pour water, I'll pour water. I'll pour the Holy Spirit upon your life if it is thirsty and if it's dry. And then he said, I'll pour water upon those dry places. And I want you to know when it's talking about that, it's not talking about a dry that it, that didn't rain last week. What he's talking about, he's talking about a a culture where the dryness of the land would so bake the land to where it would literally break apart and becoming crusty. And God said, it doesn't matter how much brokenness you have felt. It doesn't matter how dry you may feel that you are. He said, I can still pour water upon you that can bring life in the midst of that barrenness, that can bring life in the midst of that dryness if I will simply believe but not only then is it rain, but then it says He's a river. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a river. It becomes more than I pour. <laughs> I can pour you a drink. I can't pour you a river. And that's what the Bible says when the when the Spirit of God is able to move in our life, it becomes like a roaring mighty river this coming forth through our innermost being now it's important to know that that river has its origin in heaven and so what that means that something that's happening in heaven is able to flow through me and I want you to know what the marvelous thing about a river is that you can try to block it. You can try to stand in the way of it. You can put a boulder in front of it and that river will just move it out of the way and keep going. And you can you can put up so much blocks in that river and that river will just cut out a new river. It will just cut out a new path. You can't stop a river. And God's saying what I'm wanting to do inside you is something that cannot be stopped, that cannot be stood against, that cannot be resisted. I want to do something in you through my power and my spirit that is so powerful but then also have to realize that there's three issues that I have to care about Bill Johnson said it this way he says if you're going to have the Holy Spirit in your life you always got to know that there's a dove on your shoulder and you don't want to do anything that would cause that dove and you know that's the way it is the Holy Spirit is so precious and so wonderful so mannerly so caring but he's, he's told me there's three things I can't do to him and have him working in my life there's three issues that I have to deal with in my life if I'm going to have him working in my life number one is I can't grieve him the Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit I promise promise what he says is I've got a lot of promises that's why he said I've got a lot of promises that I'm trying to work in your life but if you grieve me it will stop me from bringing that to passion life well how do we grieve the Holy Spirit our lifestyle it's what we do literally what we do somebody says what I do don't care yes it does when it comes to the Holy Spirit it does because the Bible says do not grieve the Holy Spirit of promise that, that means it. When I'm hateful, and when I'm mean, and when I get when I act in ways that are so unlike Christ, it begins to grieve the Holy Spirit, and, and, and I, I see the Holy Spirit like this, don't you? I, I mean, the Holy Spirit is gentle. One one of his symbols is dove. So, so you see the Holy Spirit that he, that he's that he's standing there, and, and there I go. I'm I'm being arrogant, prideful, mean, and I can just see the preciousness of the Holy Spirit as as he withdraws not because he would want to withdraw simply because that's not him Uh, that's not his that's not him that's not like him that's not of him and that's not with him and so then if I grieve the Holy Spirit then the Holy Spirit begins to move away from life also it says don't quench him that means the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to nurture my life because it all goes back to the Garden of Eden, chapter 2, where, the, where, the, where God provided a river to nurture everything that had life. <laughs> and God has provided a river to nurture every part of us that needs to live. Every part of us that needs life from God, it comes through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there and it flows and it's nurturing it. and, and it says, don't quench it. So the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to draw me into that deeper place. You know, I, I spoke to you last Sunday a little bit about, as a child, getting a drink of water out of that deep well. Uh, remember, I remember that, Blake, just as well as anything. I, was, well, I remember the feeling of a child and being really hot and played hard. And, done, and then I would go to the well. And I, I can remember there was this one certain well I really loved because it was a deep well. And deep wells were cooler wells, right? Like deep wells, and so I would I would lower that big bucket down into that well. And that, I told you last Sunday that was a, that was a, a bucket with with moss and everything growing on it. But you didn't care, man; you just drank it like it was. And so you lower that into that well, and the deeper it was, the more refreshment it would bring. So the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to draw us into that deeper place, constantly. And the way I quench Him, I ignore Him. The Holy Spirit is constantly telling us how to get to that deep place. He's got to rise up and talk to me. I need to talk with you this week, the Holy Spirit. He'll put it in our heart. He'll put it in our heart that we should come away with Him or He'll, or he'll deal with us over fasting or, or He'll deal with us over separating from somebody that, that's, that's trying to contaminate our spirit. and hurt somebody. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking to us. And if I don't listen to Him, that's what the Bible calls quenching Him. I shut Him off. And if I shut Him off, He begins to withdraw from my life. And then the other one is, is I begin to, dis, to despite really to Him. I begin to judge Him. You know, it's so much better not to judge people, to leave judgment to the Lord. It is so much better. I mean, I was talking this morning uh, in one of the earlier services. Man, I've... uh, Sister Lou Ryburn. How many love Lou Ryburn? She's in heaven today. But I tell you what, that lady made me miserable almost every service. She loved to dance before the Lord, man. But her problem was she didn't want to dance by herself. And I'd be over here and she'd be dancing for the Lord come in my direction oh Lord do not let her come over here (laughs) Lord build a wall Lord build a wall do not allow her God (laughs) you can't judge and have the spirit of the Lord because most of the time what we find out is this the Holy Spirit does some things we don't think he would do the Holy Spirit moves on people's heart that we don't think we, we've, we've given up on six years ago. But the Holy Spirit. Now, what you can say, you know, that's not what I believe God wants me to do. And that's, oh, that's what I got with Lou. Every time she would come dancing across this floor, coming toward me, looking for her partner. Lou, I don't believe God is wanting me to do this tonight. <laughs> But you can't criticize the Holy Spirit. Because if, you're, if you criticize the Holy Spirit in other people's life, you will find a heel withdrawal. Well, praise God. Don't you just love the Holy Spirit? Wow, we just love Him so much.